And a very good evening, everybody watching around the Northern Rivers, New South Wales, and over the um, the big, big wall, the biggest one since the Berlin Wall since the 1980s over the other side in Queensland. And if you're bunkered down in any other hard border in Australia, hopefully you're uh, lying low, keeping safe here. This is the Duano podcast. We're here to unravel the what was um, and Triple RL action, which has now become null and void. And as, as because of those very borders and of course those uh, so as as a result, we are now split in two with the competition as well. We have got northern and southern borders. So we've got the bubble cup, literally, and the Mickey. What's one for the for the, the southerners? You reckon? Yeah, uh, well, the southerners. They're uh, I don't know. They're kind of business as normal as much as the NRRL is because <laughs> they don't have the they don't have the restrictions if they're not coming to Queensland. They they might be the I don't know. Yeah, they could be the the Summerland Cup or something. Well, there you go. Know. That, 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 that <laughs> yeah. could work. Yeah, so that so, so there it is. So um, so of course I'm joined by Mickey Coleman after a big game. Didn't exactly go how you hoped um, from the Blamble point of view, but um, you could just see there you you're at least um you well you feel like you're on the right side of the border with the the club are on. Yeah, now we had a, we had a bit of a feeling that um. It was going to reset back to zero this week with all the points. So we thought we'll just give, uh, go pretty easy on the weekend and decided not to win a game. So, yeah, it worked well. <laughs> yeah. And so, Mickey, and I said to you off there, I'm, I'm, I've been born in Queensland. I've got about seven different Queensland jerseys from ranging from all the years. But, mate, the way – it's probably because you're wearing – I might need to have a borrow of that. The way freaking Anastasia Palaszczuk is – is, is running things. She's, you know, causing havoc on both sides, but, um, and it's get and it could, that could, even, that could be a result of COVID that I could be wearing something that you've got there by the time this is all over. Uh, well, if, if, if this instance, this like very extreme circumstance doesn't show that kind of New South Wales and Queensland need each other, they're always debating about the daylight savings times and yeah. moving the borders and this and that. It, it's yeah. just, it's got to be a bit of given a bit of take and, um, yeah, maybe maybe this will let people realise, and maybe the the premier up top realise that it, it kind of those bordered states they need each other. Absolutely, they need as much as each other than they do the other. So we'll just see what happens. But yeah, got representing the Blues tonight, the New South Wales side. So and um and look, I'll have a bit more to say on a political scale um on tomorrow night's podcast. I'm actually doing my first non NRRL related podcast tomorrow night with um. None other than um, Griffin Bambridge, uh, who plays for, or did play for, he's probably going to have a bit to say about it too, because he's based in Byron, he played for Byron Bay FC as a goalkeeper and won a, won, won a premiership um, in the local comp. And then he went to play on the Gold Coast comp. And then up until he injured his hand, he um, was playing in the NPL in Queensland. So he played for Ipswich and um, and Sunshine Coast. But um, So I'll be getting his thoughts on that. So he'll be... Uh, so, uh, if you want to just um, hear, hear me talk something other than without the whole NRRL thing, there'll be another podcast tomorrow. So, and of course, Nathan Cross, who's over the other side of the border, um, is nestled there. So, you basically got free reign at the moment, mate, but it's, who knows when you'll be able to get back into the bay. Yeah, mate, I, yeah, I can't see me getting down to the bay anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, mate, it is what it is. So, We'll just, um, they're the cards we've been dealt. That's it. So, um, and I must also tell you, we're, we're missing one man tonight. He's, um, 
been given the night off. So he's uh, out in the inland somewhere on um, just, oh, he's done having a few Chardonnays at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we learnt, but um, it's, He's been replaced with a pretty special guest, though. So Oliver Regan's going to have a chat later on and talk things all Ballina and everything that's happening within the because they're actually out of the bubble, but he's playing. He's still in the bubble, is mm. sort of speak. So we'll we'll, co- we'll cover all we'll cover that um, and what all that means for him and the Ballina Seagulls in the next little bit. Uh, so speaking of which, um, more so on the fo- we'll, we'll talk about this on a football perspective. All of this what this all sort of means. So as, as I may mentioned, the comp now has been split into two. So we've got the Northern Conference, which is your mob, Blamble, Kudjan, Wollombar, um, but Byron, uh, sorry, Tweak as well, but Byron is also mentioning that. That's counter the fact that even though legally they are um, not really associated with, they're not allowed into Queensland. I know all that too well on a personal scale, but a lot of their players are based on the Gold Coast, which um which you know the likes of um who who do you who do you know from crossy from Byron up that way well i think um uh, mickey might have mentioned it last week or sure andrew batiste has lived up here for That's years right, as yeah. you know duana um and i think um carney spends a fair bit of time up here for work and stuff and i, I think last count there is seven or eight um Byron guys who do live in queensland and to be fair you know in all the years that i've sort of played their coach there it's extremely difficult to get local guys to play football at a decent level. They're happy to fill in for Reggie's or whatever, but if, you, if you're going to feel like in for A grade in Byron Bay, you have to have guys from Queensland, unfortunately. That's right. That's right. And Mickey, um, anything you want to iterate with that? Well, um, the new draw came out and I think already rounds one and two in the Northern comp were swapped around um, because we were going to have a bye this week. And Byron are going to play Kudjan. And I think Byron's asked if they can swap and just have that extra week. So now Byron have a bye this week. And it might be for that reason, maybe just to actually regroup to see how many people it's going to be affected mm-hmm. um, and to see if there's a way around that. Um, the, the Queensland and the bubble kind of thing. It's, it's only my speculation, but that was just, um, we've swapped rounds one and two. Um, and yeah. Byron had that extra week off um, this week. So yeah. Because they didn't train last night. That's that- Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, on their Facebook. So Okay. Hopefully they're, they're working it all out and they can find a solution because uh, they, they were having a pretty good start to the season. Yeah, that's right. And um, we were actually a bit concerned that um, the politics behind this border would um, hinder Byron against that game against Maris Brothers, which we'll um, cover in a sec. But um, I didn't think it was going to be a 52-0 flogging. And um, and the fact that the Reggies um, had to pull the pin just so they could go play A grade and... Um, mm. And I, Crossy, you watched the game. I didn't catch it, but um, did it really look as bad as what the scoreline said? Mate, to be honest, it didn't. And I, uh, you guys will remember last week, I said, you know, I think brothers will win and they'll, they'll win well, regardless of who plays. But when I watched the teams run out onto the field, you, you didn't recognise half the team for, for the Bay. And to their credit, there's quite a few either kids who are either playing 18s or they're under 18s kids. And... Um, they really tried hard, you know. Brothers just had too much class on the day. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to get themselves sorted out. Uh, it is tricky with this bubble and, and a lot of guys that... And let's face it, boys, it's it's not so much about where people live at the moment. It's about where they work. So, yeah. if, if, if it's... And as you know, Mickey, we're living up sort of around that border region. It's If guys can't then go and work for 14 days because they've got to self-isolate, it's not practical to 
to give that up and go and play a game of that's footy for right, 80 yeah. minutes, is it? That's right. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately the the world we live in at the moment. Um, mm. And it's and it's like it's it's so I've heard and I was watching the news today. It's even even nurses and doc uh, well nurses from who live in the Gold Coast can't get to Lismore. Um, yeah. and, and it's it's getting to that point. And it just uh, make, I, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mickey. <laughs> I I didn't know if it if it was people aren't aware or just assume people from like the Gold Coast and things aren't going down to Lismore and working across the. Mm. You mentioned people from Byron might be going up to um, the Goldie and stuff to teach and things like that. So it, it's it's yeah. common. It's very common. And um, mm. I don't know, maybe the bubble needs to be bigger, not just for the NRRL, maybe for everyone's work and, That's and right. life and practicality. So, But as I say, I've yeah. got a bit, I'll have more to say about that on a political scale yeah. tomorrow on tomorrow night's <laughs> podcast. And I'm not going to hold back, just FYI. But to, we're strictly football scale tonight and tomorrow. It's all coming out politically. Uh, Griff, Boy. I hope you're ready, mate. So, because he'd be, <laughs> as I said, he's someone that's lived in Byron, currently living, but he's with an injured hand, the NPL. But um, that's if you want to watch on the Dwayne podcast, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast um, on YouTube, and um, and if you want to catch the audio, well, we've got this on um, Spotify as well as uh, iTunes. I think I'm on iTunes at the moment. So, um, but just to also iterate another thing I I've said to to you boys and a few others. Um, I, I'm thinking this North-South conference thing could also act as a trial for maybe next year. Because something that I saw when this was sort of came about and reading online is reading a lot of the comments and let's be brutal, let's be honest, they were quite negative uh, to the mm. point where it's like, well, the NRRL has been a, a successful competition and how it's been set up for the last 15 years and had very few blips along the way. Now all of a sudden, a one and a one and a once a one and a hundred year pandemic um wreaks itself it's like oh no we've got to change or n triple can't be doing this this is not working go bring group one great group 18 back and mm. i'm like well i sort of agree that not under the banner of group one group 18 and certainly not for the reasons why but i'm thinking now that because there's a like if you, let's put it this way if you have group one and group 18 back it ain't gonna survive it's n for a reason because it's it's it makes the competition, it's a grown competition. It's established competition. It has been for many years. Mm. And it's been successful. I've always said it's the, probably the most successful country competition outside of Newcastle. And I mean, I mean, that's just one man's opinion. So if anyone's listening down South and say group seven, that's totally, you know, your opinion, but I feel it's, it's a very established competition. And I think X has a chance to even grow further with the likes of say, well, I hear rumours that Group 2's um, not looking that flash and who knows if it's going to even happen next year forever at all. But I know Grafton's been banging on the door for years now to get back in. Um, and, but then it's always been the issue of travel. So Grafton, and you've got assuming South Grafton come back into it too because you've got to have both, mm. I feel. Um, you have, I'm even going as far as saying you can have three conferences, North, Central and South. And five team each, and if and if the heads of the NRRR are watching, um, anyone's listening, my idea would be replicate to the the ground floor of the Super 15 rugby competition, and how like Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, like each conference plays each other home and away. And that's I mean, if there's five teams in each, that's what I counted. I think 15 in saying in NRRR, so 15 teams, five in each conference, home and away. And then for the other half, so that would take eight games and then the other eight because it's 16 
um, game competition. The rest, like you play cross conferences and one, maybe one, no more than one big travel each throughout the course of the year. But that's where I think would be the best way to go about this. Certainly not because of just COVID hitting. I just think that's more for the reason that we need to expand, have graft and come back in and then work around that. So not say like to Blamble doesn't trail have to travel and vice versa, Mickey. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm all for Grafton coming back in. I mean, we've just been accepted back in at Blamble and I think Grafton were always real competitive and they, they always put up a good, um, good fight every week. But I, I honestly, to, when I, every time I went down to Grafton over the years, it was never a burden for me. It was almost yeah. a fun thing. It was a bus trip. You go down there, you go to Grafton once a year, twice a year, if you have to, and maybe just, yeah, play everyone once and, um, and be done with it. So if whoever's playing, I, I know at the moment they've split the conferences because mm. of the, the travel restrictions and the bubble and thing, but we were looking forward to going down to, um, you know, well, it was only Lismore this yeah. week. Yeah. We get a bus down to Lismore, new highway, even Evans head and stuff's only like an hour, hour and a half away. So, um, stopping off at the yeah, Woodburn we, pub on the way back or a few pubs yeah, on the Woodburn, way back. To- <laughs> UK. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I know you're looking forward to it. I've seen when you when you were playing in the Gold Coast competition, your bus trips back from all the way from Runaway Bay. I've I've, I've, I've watched I've watched your story. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, uh, Grafton be good. <laughs> uh, Crossy, what's your take on that, brother? Uh, you reckon Super 15 model kind of just you know, um, every all the Northern teams play once and then cross over. Um, or anything you want to add? Mate, it's a, it's a tricky one because, as Mickey will tell you, mate, the Gold Coast comp, it's a very small comp now, both geographically and number of teams. Um, and you've got two Queensland Cup clubs in Burley and Tweed there. And Tweed don't no longer have an A-grade team. So they do feed guys into Tugan and mm. Corumban and you know, Balamble, potentially, whatever. But yeah. now that Balamble's down here, that's different. But, mate, it's a hard one. Um, I understand what Mickey's saying. I, I probably go a little bit the other way. I haven't done that grafting trip a number of times coming from the coast. It does, it does wear thin on you. Uh, and I know when I was coaching Byron, mate, we Thursday night, yeah, boys were playing grafting. Bus is going to leave at 9.30 Sunday morning. And, mate, the amount of times that club committee members have had to play reserve grade, I'm talking <laughs> guys that are 50, 50, 55-year-old men because you can't get guys to go to grafting. Yeah. Byron Bay's always a tricky one because we as i've said before it's a transient town it's not a rugby league town yeah um it's a tourist town but um it's tricky and, and mickey said a couple of weeks ago and he made a great point was mm. that one down the de- one downside this year is that some clubs haven't been able to play but the positive of that is we've had you know more competitive to less teams but more competitive yeah. teams yeah. and i think it's a great point so there's got to be some merit in that as well um yeah. and then you look at Grafton being just dominating that group two comp and now wanting to come back in, as you said, Nev, um, you know, you can't have a situation where you've got clubs like Blamble and Coogee and Moomba who are so far up the northern end of New South Wales, Grafton, South Grafton. So, mate, oh, I don't know what the answer is. You know, the old Gold Coast Group 18 and Group 1 days, you know, like the Junior League do it now, Byron Bay and Mullumbimbi are in the Group 18 comp. They yeah. go north. They don't play against Ballina and Lismore, et cetera, do they? So, That's right. I think it's an opportune time to actually sit down and, and look at it and have these discussions that you raise, Nev. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, the the point is, is that I've heard also rumor, like not in the last week or so, I heard that Northern 
like the NAAA and Gold Coast Conference are sort of going to merge and have NAC be acts as a conference. But I think now because it's well, it's even more reason why it wouldn't happen now because of state lines. But but even before that, um, to have a, a Queensland I mean, under, something under a QRL banner and now a New South Wales Rugby League banner, it's just it would never work logistically. It's mm. legally so. Um, yeah. That's that's um, the world we live in, but uh, for me, it's um, and aside from the fact that it's that why one you know I'm all for just having some rugby league in the field, just for the obvious that the boys want to play. It's simple as that. Mm. I'm sure when we talk to Ola Regan, he's gonna he I'm sure he's gonna iterate to say how much these boys want to play, and I'm, and it's also too. Um, um, our producer Mark Goff called me this morning and he was saying how great this is to have for the economy for the people that are selling pies, selling drinks, selling um, what else do they sell there? Like gear, like you know, the, the shirts and stuff, the, the mm. club shirts. It's, yep. it's good for the economy to get the six bucks in the gate for the sponsors and stuff. And I must iterate too, the cameraman, us, you know, and I must also mention that mm. um, um, Goffy, who's, um, who's put so much effort into the, so they don't a lot of us don't just see behind the scenes. We catch a whiff of it here, but he's puts his heart and soul into this. And this year, he's not making a cent profit from what he's doing. Everything he's doing is for love, and he's mm. putting his love in the game because it means so much to him. It means so much to us, and it means so much to the players. So everybody that is saying that who sit on the sideline says, "Just call it off, call it off, call it off," so maybe you should just take a step back to see that. This has been what we've waited for since uh, since that end of that grand final last year um, when Jamie Lyons scored the last try. The next day was like, bring it on next year. We're still buzzing by the end of it. So if you if you can't see from that point of view, then I guess find something else to watch or something. Let let us you know go and do the business and let us let the players play, and we'll see you on the other side because that's what I feel. Well said, yeah, mate. Yeah. All right. So that's okay. So that's basically where we're at with the border talks and stuff. Um, let's talk about what transpired. Even though it's um, it's a null and void round, of which <laughs> there was still some still some football that was played and um, uh, and still some some good moments to be talked about. So let's. Uh, so we've covered the Bowen and Morris game. Um, for you, Cross. Oh, the Bowen Morris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Already... So yeah, just on that, just to finish. Um, Mitchell Krause scored the first try. He got back into a bit of form. And Josh Patson was outstanding for them, uh, for brothers. So they'll be, um, they'll be quite dominant in that, um, in that Southern Comp, whether that's the green or the gold, um, whatever it is there. But, yeah, brothers look pretty good, I think. Yeah. And so it was 10 tries to the blot. Uh, 52 nil. Maris getting it done. So Mitchell Krause scoring a double. Isaac Lee scoring a triple. Uh, Ethan Mumford, Joshua Patson, uh, he scored a hat trick as well, and Sean yep. Cresswell and Jacob Fallon kicked six out of six. So, um, mm. also the fact that when you have a few ex Byron boys from Mars Pioneers getting, uh, knowing the blueprint um, from last year as well, also helped as well. So, uh, also the the other game that we, was played as well between Kudjan and Belamble, that was the live stream game that you and I covered, Mickey. It was. Um, it was a very um, end-to-end game for the first um, couple of um, couple of quarters, and and it was actually Lamble just their nose in front. I think it was ten six, and then Kujan, um really took you know showed us something that we haven't seen for a long time in just one quarter, and it all the rest was history. 
Yeah, four tries in that third quarter by Kujin, and uh, it was they were just um, never, never looking back from then. If, if if anything, they they played their best game of the year. They they come out prepared, they come out fired, and uh, whether Belambo just were kind of took them a little bit easy, um, or, or just didn't come out prepared enough after their their big win against Murbar two weeks ago. Um, I thought it might have been a bit of a bit of a walk in the park at Belambo, but one of the main focuses and points that we've made throughout this whole podcast and the players that I spoke to is you, you don't want to take anyone lightly. You don't want to underestimate anyone, especially in what was going to be the, the 10 round season. And yeah, couldn't just come out full credit to them, take nothing away. They played really well. And we were talking about it before off air about the, um, you know, the, these three rounds, they don't account for any points, mm. but you know, we, we said, what is that? You know, Belamble beat Mwoolambar by two points in the last minute two weeks ago at Murbar. Yeah. It was a huge win. Yeah. And even on the weekend, Kudjid had three under-18s players making their debut. I mean, Jalen DeGroote scored a double on debut. Mm. Parker Bryant scored a try on debut. And uh, Tommy Weaver played remarkable as they were men carving, looked like men, and they're just under-18s out there. And you're not going to tell me that was, uh, you know, a nothing game. That was a fantastic game for those three boys. Yeah. And they'll remember that forever. So right. mightn't have been mm. two competition points on the line, but still it was, uh, it was a good game of football for them. And, yeah, they should be really proud. And, and I think the games that were played, even though there's not two competition points, it's still yeah. football's football. That's so right. some of the players at the end of the day. So we'll just see how it, see how it works out and see what, um, see what comes from the new competition. Crossy, did you? Um, you said you caught a bit of the game. Um, what did you make of Kudge? And I feel for me that, um, when the, um, and my, I'll, I must iterate too. I've said this off air before, um, before we actually went on air. Um, we've got a new, um, li- liquid paper tape, um, chip leader, well, <laughs> equal leader, 10. Kujin made 10 changes, and I thought, well, I think this could be the beginning of something new because when you have the likes of Joel Harry scoring a pretty amazing try in the corner against Northern United, he wasn't playing on the wing. I think Jalen DeGroote mm. took his spot and he was, um, as I said, he was playing 16s last year and he's already, his old man's already put the highlight reel up about a good three minutes of the highlights um, up on Facebook and for good reason. He, what, he had the, the debut to remember. Mm. It's exciting for Kujin, isn't it? You know, and um, you boys will probably remember me saying last week or the week before about, you know, any, any good teams have always got a good mix of youth experience and, sort of those real toilers that, that you need. But I thought Kujin lacked that the last couple of times that yeah. I've seen him is the, is the youth. And to hear that some of those guys, like Tommy Weaver, he's an outstanding young kid. He's from a great family. And as is Parker Bryant, you know, I played footy with his dad. and Great fellas, uh, the Weavers and, and the Bryant boys. And um, and obviously young DeGroote. So, yeah, that's exciting for them. I mean, now you throw in with the guys that we always mention and, you know, with the Zebel boys and, Semi Grants of the world, um, Sands at the back. That's probably the the spark that they're looking for to actually go on a run. And um, yeah, I, I didn't tip Kudjan on the weekend. I Mickey no finally got me to tip the Jets. No one and, did. Um, I got all your tips. Yeah, that was an absolute <laughs> stitch up from Mickey. But uh, oh. no, good on good on Kudjan. And um, no, I'm glad to see him sort of turn the corner. And Mickey, you look like you came out of the ground one piece because you had a bit of a fan, Kujin fan club down the commentary box, just sitting below, <laughs> uh, give it shouting stuff. Well, stuff I can't, I'm not going to repeat here, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, it was all fun. It's just um, a bit off putting trying to listen to the microphone in one ear and the the, the my mates in the other. So no, yeah. it, was, it was well deserved from them. So and um, 
And so how, how is it also too, like, because um, as we made mention numerous times, your, your partner playing for the Kudjan um, uh, ladies team. And uh, so was there any, was there any ribbing by the end of it back home or, or was it? Was nah, it- nah. I actually had to um, pick her up from the Kingy Bowls Club. She had a few um, UDLs throughout the day. <laughs> I went and picked her up and got another warm welcome from all the Kudjan boys that were back there. So uh, Was that punishment? Was that punishment? Yeah. So, in other words, so in other words, had you have won, you would have been at the Chindra Tavern, and then she would have had to pick you up and then have all the Blamble. Yeah, I don't know. It's all it's all fun and games. I'll go watch her again next week um, at Kudjan. So, and then so is that get, that's for sure. after. So that's is that um, locked in hundred um, percent. I'm fairly certain that the, the rounds one and two are swapped around. So Kudjan are playing Mwoolumba oh, this wow. week. Belamble are playing Twee Coast at Belamble and Byron Bay have the week off this week. Yeah, we better make sure so you and me, Crossy, don't end up at the wrong ground on Sunday. Oh, so. right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Because, um, yeah, that, cause that's, that's all changed as well. And, I'm, mm. and I was supposed to, well, me and Ms. B was supposed to be out of Glen Innes this weekend um, for um, at State of Little Farm Stay, but because Ms. B can't go to the inland where they've had no like the virus didn't exist in this whole pandemic anywhere north of, sorry, west of Tenerfield. She's not allowed there. So we're off to Kingscliff for the weekend. Um, <laughs> so, so it looks like, you know, wherever we'll end up is um, it's still, I guess, in vicinity where I'm staying anyway. So um, yeah, a bit of a change. Um, and There you go, mate. So we, I mean, we don't know where we're going, but if we're at Coogeon, I'm just thinking we might get to sit up, Next to the illustrious uh, Simon Kelly up in the uh, <laughs> keeping the, the scaffolding for us, yeah, yeah. Or Simon, if get or, it sorted. Or if it, we're at Moolumba, where um, yeah, we might have to <laughs> cut out another cardboard box. So we'll see because the sun goes over <laughs> over the, the side right. there. So um, so we've covered now. So so that was the other game covered. So it was a very short round, and um, we had the other game, and we'll talk to more um. When we get Ollie Regan on for the chat, we'll we'll talk more about the more in, the, in depth about the the game against Ballina and Northern United. It was um, well, it was something that I I thought it would be a lot closer than this. I thought Ballina would always win, but um, I to see it sixty two ten. It's a, well, let well you said it, Crossy yourself at the mm. end towards the end of that game against um. Uh, in the other week, and I said it here last week that if they displayed the similar side kind of defense where they just clock off, Bowen mm. will um run a cricket score on them. And and when I watched the game last night, that's exactly what happened. It was actually probably not even, and I'm trying to be as kind as I can here, but um, it wasn't great to like, let's put it this mm. way. That, Bowen scored 18 in the first quarter. Um, so it was very similar to when Lambert played. And Norman just, you know, they they had not like they could didn't have an answer for it. And they had they had a good moment in the uh, the second and third, like they had their moments, second, third quarter. Um, but for me, it was it was pretty disheartening in a way because um, not to take anything away from the likes of, say, Alex Bishop and as well as Hayden Hanson and a few other boys um, that weren't playing because of the bubble. Um, but it felt like Bowener were back to their old self. With mm. Kel- well, they had Kel Shiva that you know just you know sitting sitting on the sideline just casually waiting to say when am I going to get the start and he gets his start because because Alex Bishop couldn't come over the border, but. Um, 
it just Ballina were playing like well, let's put it this way it was they could they could sell tickets and they and they could just play tricks in the off season. Some of the players that were doing they were doing flick passes. Michael Dwayne, the mm. one thing that stood out, which made me feel like you know, throwing the throwing the towel kind of thing, was when um, Michael Dwayne ran behind Jess Perry. Jess Perry didn't see him, but he knew Michael Dwayne was there, ready and just flick passed him the ball. And Michael Dwayne just took about forever and a day to get through this wide gap and awarded his own try. You probably see in the footage. And um, it was Northern United. I had the cracking game last week and it wasn't, it wasn't the same team at all. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it, with, um, with Northern? And that was my concern that Kujin didn't actually hold the ball long enough last week to get any, any fatigue into Northern United. And we always knew that Ballina would do that. So, um, you know, I did have grave concerns for Northern going into the game. I didn't think it'd be 62 but um yeah i didn't think it'd be pretty mickey did you, ca- you catch any of the game at all um yeah i i do think that it is 100 percent accurate what you both were saying and northern did have their chances early uh, one of their tries was disallowed for a double movement fairly early and i thought that was right. a bit harsh actually i thought he got there from when i was just watching it and i didn't know what the ref was kind of um second guessing about uh, could have been a double movement though and then they, they done another one where they tried a, a quick chip and chase mm. and they regathered the the ball like that's a try and it was it was 24 six, six before they got their first it. try yeah yeah exactly so but it could have been it could have been up there like you know it's a 16 all if those mm. things had gone their way yeah, it would have slowed yeah. it down a lot more but like you said if Ballon had just got all that ball in northern aren't oh, yeah. getting the ball that and they've got to defend them and that's right Nikki. like must iterate too that Ballon had about three quarters of the possession so watching Brisbane mm. how they play as of late and I've said this time and time again a lot, one of the key factors why they get smacked on the scoreboard at week in, week out is you look at the possession rate, it's like 75% to 25%. And that was pretty much very similar there. But when it was 18 nil after that end of that first quarter, Norman just didn't want to be there. You could just say in the body mm-hmm. language, say, after every time that Ollie Reagan scored the three tries in one quarter of the game, there was just lots of people lying down just like they wanted to get out of there. And mm-hmm. that's what the body language just showed. And it was... Um, and, and and the thing is, is as Mickey was alluding to, if they played a lot like the second quarter and the first quarter, it wouldn't be sixty-two to ten, and it might, mm. uh, I would feel it'd be a little, little bit more closer, maybe because I just think it was like once it's eighteen nil, it's like, well, what do we do now? You know, um, what tough what do we do now? Up. How are we can yeah, they just mm. just they just threw it around. There was no structure in play like it was against Kujan. and when they did score that last try at the end of the Hooter, like Ollie Regan, like. They had Ollie Regan the beat, and Ollie Regan wasn't really even urgent to make the tackle, you know. So they, it, it just if you go back and watch it, it, it was. Um, but look, it's another week next week. Hopefully, Northern United can um, pick up some of the form that they had in the first couple of weeks. Um, and they showed that if once they, they 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 get the mindset right, defense they can hold them out. They can they can make. I was I I said that in the call. Look at uh, the other week that they they have got the defence in them, and they've got plenty enough tact to score points. But just for me, until they can realise that they can have the mentality to play an 80-minute game, it's there. And if you're on huddle, that's it's there to see. Well, if hearing what Mickey said before, that I'm actually pleased about that. If they've had a couple of try-scoring opportunities, maybe we're a bit stiff on, on not getting one of them and mm. we're sort of in the game. I'm actually glad to hear that because not only do you not get the points from the tries, it's the emotional damage that goes with it that particularly when you look up and you're playing Ballina, 
you sort of think, well, today's not going to be our day. So at least they're close. So that, that's mm. as much as the scoreboard didn't say it, um, yeah. it's probably a closer result than what it appears. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So, all right. So with this week ahead, boys, um, I'll ask you both of you boys this. Um, we'll, we're not sure about what's happening with the, with the tips at the present. So, um, sorry, we're unable to tip because we're not sure if round two and one's going to be swapped around. So, but all I know is that um, you and I were leading that crossy and um, Mickey's quite, sort of glad now that, <laughs> that that's all hey, put away. Gonna be a re- I was going to do an investigation anyway with the tip counting. So it's, it's back to square one. <laughs> I, back mate, to square it's one. up on YouTube. But as I say, um, you You've been probably hanging around Shore too much, but they call me they call me Nixon for a reason. <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> Wonder what, what Not a sure thing Shorey have to say. Oh mate. Yeah. He, he's just mate, he's he's been out at West for too long and he's been spending too much time on that uh, on the Gold Coast and um doing that Gold Coast rugby league competition. Let's give that bloke no airtime whatsoever. Uh, yeah. No, he can he can he can just he's allowed into Queensland and like like I'm not, so he can go stay there. <laughs> yeah, well, when we when we confirm the roster for this week, we'll we'll enter our tips in, and we'll and we'll get back to him to see. And I'll snapshot and send it to you, so there's, you yeah. know I'm not cheating, as I said. I'm Perfect. Not, I'm not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but all right. So um, so that wraps up the, because it's a bit of a shorter week. That wraps up the NRRL chat. We're gonna then have the chat with Oliver Regan. So, but that will be. Um, it for well, I guess it's round one now. We're back to round one again. So, um, but anyway, so um, when so that's the um all for the NRRL talk. As I said, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, because as I made mention, about to have another uh, podcast which is not related to NRRL. We'll just um, if you just want to hear what's going on, subscribe to the channel um on YouTube, and we're of course on Instagram as well as Spotify. But we'll be back next Sunday. Um, when we come back. We'll be on deck to talk to Oliver Regan about all things that's happening with Ballina and what's happening on the southern side of the bubble. And welcome back to the Duano podcast, episode number 11 here. And joining us for the chat, had a big game against Northern United this past Sunday, scoring a hat-trick in the third quarter. And as well as that, um, that nine goals, was it, um, Ollie? Nine uh, I'll, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost count. Lost count. <laughs> <laughs> None other than Premiership uh, winner. Like, well, yeah, like all the boys, like, they all like, ran around to the middle for me. I'm new. Joined here by none other than uh, Premiership winner for the Battle of Seagulls, Oliver Regan. Great to have you on the podcast tonight, brother. Yeah, cheers, mate. Good to be here. Yeah, so, um, so let's reflect on that game this past um, Sunday. So playing against Northern United, they had a big game against Kutchin this past uh, the Sunday before. And uh, we sat on the podcast last week. It like it was, it was their um, real chance against uh, you guys have been the defending premiers to see where they really stood. Uh, you didn't let up on them at all, man. And you were definitely probably the player of the game. And um, so, what was the what was the plan going into that game, knowing what you saw against Norman the week before? Um, definitely worried about um, like uh, their their like backline's pretty insane. Like uh, they have some like, like, unreal players in there, like Parents Kelly. Like he's been covering up for a few years now, and yeah. um, they got the two halves in Roy Bell and um, like Trevor Bolt. So, like definitely like their their backline was a big um, sort of um, sort of mark we had against them, just to like uh, sort of sort of be wary of everything and like early, early uh, kicks and all that sort of stuff. So, um, I think we sort of try to stick um, to keep our boys going up through the middle because we got like a little small fit. Um, 
forward pack now, like losing yeah. losing a few of the other boys. So yeah, yeah just just try to get up to the middle eh? and and like, and like try to get um get get in front of clearance on that. So yeah, yeah. And, and you took the next question out of my mouth. It was basically with the whole um, border bubble thing, and we and we've talked about it about how that's affected a lot of the players, especially ones further up north. Um, I noticed too, Alex Bishop didn't play, being from Q Cup. Also, Hayden Hance was another one that um, was missing too, I noticed. Yeah, we uh, missed Bishop, um, Hayden, Nick Ritter, Sammy Saluma, and Roy Buchan- uh, Ray, Ray Buchanan, our, our wow, centre, all those boys up north. So, uh, and I've been about four of them, but it was pretty good because we had a few um, boys come back to the club who played 18s like last few years. Um, like Jordan Slight, he played on, on yeah. the wing for us, and like, all those boys played really well. So, yeah, no, it was good. Like there's, like there's been like plenty of depth in our reserve grade sort of thing. So, no, it was good. It was good to give those boys a chance as well. Yeah. Yeah, I watched. Um, you were talking about your forward pack there, Ollie. But the number ten, who is that? A big guy might help me out with the name. He was a pretty big guy for um, years. Is it? Is, is it Tyson Binge? Yeah, maybe. But he's pretty big. Yeah. But he's fast as well. He made that half break at the start. Um, uh, oh, it could be. Then, uh, it long, it might be Cam Copeland. Yeah, whoever it was, yeah. but you're talking about yeah. getting on the back of the forwards. And, um, yeah, no, that's yeah, that, good, yeah. Yeah, so they, they're getting the, the roll on, and then it looks like you guys are scoring, scoring the tries out in the backs. Um, and number three for you guys, the centre? Uh, Zach Beecher. Is he on the yeah. left side? Um, yeah, he was. And he got that intercept, took the intercept, and then you picked it up from first receiver oh, to score yeah, the yeah, try yeah, in the yeah, corner. That's, yeah, no, that's Zach Beecher, yeah. Yeah, so like you yeah. say, you're, you're missing all those those the five other players, but you got these, you know, the depth. It, it looks pretty good, and I don't know how your reserve grade team went um, on the weekend as well. But if you miss out those Q Cup players or those Queensland players throughout the season, you're pretty confident that you got the the depth to to keep going and put a strong um, strong impact in the competition without those players. Yeah, no, definitely. Like um, yeah, a lot of reserve grade side, they they got out to a bit of a lead on the weekend, and then. And then we sort of snaked all the, like, like a fair few of their players and then up having a turn out or draw. So sort of stitch them up there. But yeah, like even like losing like those those five blokes who are obviously good quality and that, like we still have just plenty of blokes around the club who, yeah, like, like step up like uh, Zach Beecher. Like, he's been killing it this year sort of thing. So and then Dwayne Anderson, he's, he's, he's a new bloke from Dubbo. He scored I think five or six tries already this year. So he's, yeah, no, going yeah, good. good. Good problem to have them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Grazie. Hey Ollie, uh, Crossy here, mate. How you going? Yeah, good mate. How you going? Good, buddy. Hey, um, mate, I didn't see your game on the weekend. I um, I watched uh, one of the other games, but uh, I know you just went through the the boys who weren't available there. You didn't mention Luke Douglas. Did Did Dougie play for you guys on the weekend? He did. Yeah, no, he played. Yeah, yeah. So what's So what's he going to do, mate? Obviously, um, you know, he, he's sort of based up here. I, I train with him every Tuesday morning. Um, didn't see him yesterday, so I wondered he must be down in the in the ball and the bubble. So, um, so what's what's Dougie's plans moving forward? Is he sort of going to base himself down there and just sort of see the season through? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think he's been like, pretty flexible with his work and study. He, he's working with few. He's working with a few boys from Ballina, um, like Max Beach and uh, Chris Evans and like, all those sort of boys. So I think he's just sort of perching up down there for like the next few weeks and see, and see what sort of happens. And yeah, he's he's yeah. just committed, mate. <laughs> That's he's it, mate. He's a, he's, yeah. he's a good man. How have you found? How have you found his sort of style this year? Like he's and he'll tell you himself. He's he's a first time coach. How have you found yeah. him in relation to, to say Killer last year? Yeah, I mean they're both super relaxed people. Eh? Like I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you know. Like knowing both the boys, but like Killer was just, yeah, just heaps, heaps, heaps relaxed and talked a lot of shit at training and just carried through. But <laughs> um, I mean, like, like uh, Dougie's the same. I think I think Dougie's a bit more of a footy nerd. Like he sort of. Um, 
I don't know he's sort of really enjoying like like the coaching side of things. So, like he's yeah, no, he's been unreal, I think. So no, he's been good. Like he's sort of um because like, he's so he's so nice and that I think he just needs to tell us what to do. And 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 like I say it's my way to highs sort of thing. But, like it's been unreal. Like he's been doing doing heaps of good stuff at training and that. So yeah, mm. no, he's been really good. That's good. And just no, just you touched on before Zach Beecher. I, I gave him a sort of bit of a rap last week. Thought he played outstanding. And, and I think I suppose he's probably getting that bit older now, isn't he? Like he's got a Probably a couple of years ago when you guys were dominating, as you sort of still are now, but he was sort of one of the young boys coming through. But now, particularly with the guys you've lost, he's a guy you really got to have to rely on and becomes all of a sudden a pretty senior player, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think he's, yeah, I think he's um, still in that rep side, so he must be about 23 or so. So, but yeah, like, he, he's been playing first grade of balance for years. Like, I know he went away for a few years, but he, he like, won a comp when he was like, super young playing hooker and that. Mm. So, but now, now that he's had a few years under his belt, he's definitely yeah, he's been he's been unreal. He's been he's just a ball of energy as well on the field. He's not taking a lot of calories and just always wants to be involved. Though, so it's good. Yeah, it's spiders a, on him last week. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's been he's been killing it. But I think I don't I won't I don't want to give him too many more raps. So he'll be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll get a big head. That's it. So yeah. um, so Ali, so as you made mention, um, you had um guys like Jordan Lee come into the line. As you said, you've lost about four or five players. It's only for you only lost a couple, but turns out to be five. So um, so you boys all train together at the. I, I've said in podcasts from time to time to time. Do you find that um, like for example, that we've all you boys have been, you know, trained together every week, every week, and then you've been mates for all these years. Do you find that it's a um. It's almost—I wouldn't say a good thing, but it, you just feel—it's like you're just going back to what worked back um, all those past years when knowing each other's plays from time and time again. With, um, through, through, I guess how do you put it? Just um, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like knowing how, like how each other plays and yeah, like whatever on strengths are. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been playing with like just like I just been at Colin for years, sort of thing. So yeah, like even those younger boys, like we have been training with. Um, it's, it's like Tuesday, Tuesday nights is always um, like all our grades in together and that sort of thing. Since mm. and like it's been a super long preseason because of the COVID break and all sort of stuff. So just just having those blokes around the club, like it's good having. It's pretty hard to hang on to that 18s boys coming out 18s because yeah. like oh, they would end up like going rugby and playing 19s or whatever. But that's right. Like, like the boys that do like, stick around have been been unreal, been been like, really good. So. Mm. Yeah, that's no, been good. And and because as, as you may mention about the under 18s, you, they've been what three time premiers. Um, there's a lot and three times of asking. And uh, so, ha, what other of those lads from the under 18s can we expect to maybe see come up as a result of all this um, border bubble stuff? Um, well, we got Jordan Slow debut on the weekend. He he went away last year to Evans and played yeah, in the first grade right. there. But he's an 18s boy, um, like Jordy Lee, who got his, I think it was his. Um, I'd run on debut on the weekend and, and, and like carved up. So um, a few of the other 18s boys. I mean, there's Hamish McClintock. He's a half in the under 18s. He's, he's uh, pretty handy. And there's uh, like Ron Mansfield. I think he still might yep. be 17 or whatever. But like, like there is a fair few few gun uh, juniors like hanging around Barnum. So it's good. So yeah, keeping us older boys moving the training. Yeah, Ron Mansfield. He was playing under 16s last year. And we saw that. We saw yeah. the and um, when I will call me and Mickey were calling Kudge and Blamble the other day, um, all the 16 boys from Kudgen coming up. So it's sort of forced a hand a little bit, um, I dare say, with, with all the politics and whatnot that's happening with the borders and stuff. So speaking of which, um, so you guys, despite losing five players, you're uh, nestled into the Southern Conference. Um, was it the gold bubble or the green bubble? And you'll be there with, you've got Mullum Bimby first up um, under a revamp competition. So what do you expect against Mullum? 
Um, in um, yeah, I guess I'm not too sure to expect against my home. I know they've, um, they've got a new captain coach that this year. And um, well, I know they always make a few good signings and that, but well, it's always a very like, physical game up, up against my home. I'm, I could definitely expect to get my head taken off a few times, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure because I, I, I haven't really seen seen too many games of theirs this year. I think they had, um, I think their game got uh, cancelled on the weekend. So yeah, yeah, that's could, right, I couldn't really say too much. Okay. And Mickey, you, yeah. have, you, you have a, sorry, Crossy, did you want to? chime in there no i was just gonna ask uh ollie is, is mick thomas still running around for mullen do you know <laughs> yeah. yeah he is yeah. I'm, i don't know i don't know what his plans are but he, he sent me a message the other day that, that, that he's playing back around reserve grade for, for mullen so i don't know yeah, what yeah. he's doing oh, i definitely won't, won't rule him out he, well, he's always popping up around there so okay. yeah, i'm tipping no, if you're if you're playing this week he's going to pop up as number 17 and come off the bench yeah, i reckon i reckon <laughs> I reckon, yeah. yeah, but bloody hell, like, he's a good player. Like, he's, uh, no, yeah. he's, he's like a, a good fellow and a good player, so good to see him play again. Yeah. And just on a lighter, harder note, Mickey, um, the bloke who runs your um, Instagram page, um, can you, um, does he play any, like, I believe he coaches the women's team. Um, so does he tend to play Nickelback at training at all? Because, because I've noticed a few posts <laughs> that he just... <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's Joycey. He's that... He's that out of touch with the youth. I don't know what's going on. Mate, it, like, like, like some of the music he's got going on is ridiculous. Oh, it's mate. Shocking. Mate, I, I know. Well, let's put it this way. I think he's a generation above me. Like he's a good bloke. I, I, I caught up with him a couple of years ago. We got, we got a mutual friend in Brett Savile played in um rock band called Stone Mountain, which is um original rock or were original rock band, which basically reflect off um Kiss and Judas Priest and all those kind of bands. But uh, just tell him, yeah. mate, he needs a revamp in his music taste. But he'll probably yeah, definitely. He um yeah, I need he need, needs to get some youth around him. I sort him out for sure. <laughs> And um, yeah, Mickey also had a little present for you as well. So Mickey, yeah, you're a, you're a, you're a Balamble. I mean, you're a Ballina Junior, are you, Ollie? Yeah. Yeah, and then you went off and you played for. You're at. <laughs> there we go. Burley Bears and Red Cliff Dolphins. Just wanted to know what's going on with this photo here. It's not photoshopped mate, either, by the way. So, mate, mate well, I think this one was about after about twenty years. I reckon you both stitched me uh, no, that, yeah. I think that was down for the 2019 season. I come down for a few sessions because I live up at um, at Tweed Ed, so I'm not far away from from the Lamble Field. So are yeah, you still I'm live there now? Are you still up do. that way now, or yeah, no, I'm still in Tweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So I'm just sort of the, the the border. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah like, a little we'll, bit we'll trouble. Keep, yeah, we'll keep that photo for next year. Then we're still working yeah. on it. So. Oh, well, like, yeah, isn't it? Well, what's the cutoff date for trade? You might be able to, like, if he wants to go up to the Gold Coast and stuff, he might be forced to wear that jersey again, Mickey. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know if we have got enough players to swap for Ollie at the moment. We haven't, we haven't been playing too well, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk contacts. So. Oh, oh, we only scored three tries and kicked nine goals on the weekend. Yeah, well, that's You're it. a harsh man. <laughs> All right. So um. So anyways. So that's um. So you so you got the game against Mar- so um how what's the mind has the mindset changed at all now that it's it's because we basically Crossy said we basically had three basic trial games now more or less um mm. because they now don't because I've set the table back to zero so has the mindset changed at all um under a revamp competition or is it still all systems go? So is that what is that is that what's happened? Like, well, yeah, that's a, so so basically, zero? yeah, basically, yeah. Sorry, basically, it looks like it's now going to be a reset of the of the um of the table because it's I guess it's because a lot of the teams can't play each, against each other now, so it's been kept in the box. So I think yeah. it's two different ladders and finals are uh, to be determined, kind of thing. 
Yeah, so it's not, it's not sure like, what's going on with finals and that, or so it's, it's just, just yeah, getting. I think it's just too big. Like they're just gonna, they're fi- it's getting figured out. So yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Ollie. Just a uh, question without notice. Like if you've just heard that then for the first time. Like how does that sort of? What's your initial thoughts, mate? When you hear that maybe those three games are done, you don't get any points, you start again, you may not play finals. Like what's your initial thoughts when you hear that? Well, like, with, with the points thing, I don't know. I think that that's a bit. It definitely does suit suit other teams better than us, sort of thing, because mm-hmm. we've because we, we've already won our three games, and like me, like we've like, played against Blamble, um, Marist, and, and Northern, like three good sides, sort of thing. So three good wins, yep. so sort of spewing to going about to zero. But um, I don't know, sort of with the mindset thing, like like this season's already been so different to what like, we, like we've all experienced already. So it just sort of is playing it by ear. But um, I definitely yep. hope that there is um, points. Sort of, I mean, like that, that there is a final series for the year and that sort of thing. I definitely, mm. yeah, like, like, we'd like something to aim for, sort of thing, sort of like rather yep. than going with no points. That's so. right. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, we're not sure when in this COVID world we live in, um, everything just changes just like that. So, um, hopefully, um, like everyone keeps safe and, um, we can get, keep playing football and, um, then we can have the final series and then just get out of the way in the next couple of months. And, um, yeah, definitely. I think I think I think the Entrepreneur have done well to keep us still playing. Like yeah. A lot of other comps that, that, that have just pulled the pin all together, so they, they've done yeah. well there. But yeah, I'm def- I'm definitely keen on like some sort of finals series and that. So and we'll so, see what happens. And went so yep. away, and um, hopefully we'll be able to see out there doing the business even further, Ollie. So um, we'll we'll leave it there. So um, so that so Ollie, thank you so much for for taking for about 10, 15 minutes of your time with us, and we'll have to get you back on um for another chat um throughout the course of the season. Toys, Phil. Cheers for having me. Cheers, man. Have, have a good night. On you, mate. See you, mate. See you later. Cheers.